Thank you for listening to Confidence Equals Beauty with Amanda Taylor podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Taylor. I am a trained mental health therapist with years of experience working with people of all ages. I am passionate about helping others find their own inner confidence and overcoming negative stigmas. I've spent my entire life trying to help others in their times in need, but I was struggling to overcome my own insecurities, trying to show up how I thought others wanted me to be. It was not until I finally reached inside myself and gained my own confidence, I was really going to find my true passion and purpose and wanting to help others do the same. I want to help you discover how beautiful and wonderful you are using my own life experiences and tips. Here we will talk about all topics that can help you find your own true confidence because confidence equals beauty. Hey, and welcome to Confidence Equals Beauty with Amanda Taylor podcast. And this is episode number 13. And so for those who are new joining, I just want to introduce myself and say thank you for stopping by. And I hope that you will become a part of this community. Uh, To those who have already been here for the ride with me, thank you for taking your time and spending it with me. Um, I've been kind of in a whirlwind of adventure for myself, I would say, starting back about two years ago. Um, Kind of an update on things that's been going on. Um, So I love pageants. I remember watching them when I was a kid, you know, Ms. USA, Miss America. I remember watching Mrs. America. I just remember, you know, as a kid, just loving the beauty of the women in gowns and the excitement when a winner won. And I just remember as a child, just loving it. I did compete in a small local pageant when I was like 16 and I think 17 years old. Um, and I enjoyed that experience, but I never really took it further. My mom reminds me that I had, I was in a pageant when I was like a baby, but I honestly, I don't remember that experience, but I mean, I did win, I think first place or first alternate. Um, I really don't remember the details of it because like I said, I was just a baby, but I have my daughters. Um, they're involved in pageants. They have been since they were six months old and I have seen where pageants have helped my daughters increase confidence, increase their social skills. I've helped, I've seen it where it finds like an inner strength, their own voice. And reality is they do some hard things that even grown women are scared to do. And so as I kind of started navigating this world of pageants, uh, I was kind of curious about my own adventure in competing in a pageant. You know, I really honestly thought that women stopped competing around age 26 or maybe in their tw- late 20s um, because the big name pageants that I knew of, that's usually when they aged out was their later 20s. And so as I was researching and kind of being part of a few pageant systems, um, I remember when one of my daughters was competing, I remember seeing a woman over the age of 20s compete at the state level that we were at. And I was like, huh, I kind of want to do this for myself. You know, I remember my roommate in college being in pageants and I remember going on these adventures with her and it was a lot of fun watching her, cheering her on, seeing her finally win the title she was working towards for many years. Um, But, you know, in my 20s or in college, I really 
talked myself out of everything. Um, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't pretty enough. Um, I don't have the money. I remember like homecoming, you know, your sorority or a, a group out of, um, in college had to like sign you up or promote you. And I remember our, I wasn't going to be one of those that's going to stand out for my sorority to pick me or, or any organization really. It just, that wasn't, even though it's something I wanted to do, it's something I would talk myself out and I wasn't even going to try to pursue. But let's fast forward. Um, and as I see that there were pageants out there that women, you know, over the age of 20s or in their 20s, over the age, uh, I started watching and researching and I was like, oh, I could do this. So it kind of became a bucket list before I turned 40 to compete and win a national title. So yeah, I competed in a few like state level uh, pageant systems and I won a title for those state levels. Uh, and then I kind of moved on to a new system that came out and it's called prime pageants and this is what i've kind of been eating sleep and breathing for the last two years and it was a different kind of system because it focused on self-care and setting goals instead of just showing up and walking in a pretty gown and being judged on stage it was basically taking a journey into self-care and creating goals to achieve for myself so i signed up and i was given the title mrs alabama prime division 3 2022 and i dove all in and one of the biggest things I struggled with was I cared too much what people thought about me or I had too much anxiety or I would have all these self-doubts that would literally paralyze me to move forward. And so as I'm going through my self-care and I'm achieving goals, one of the goals was to create the blog Confidence Equals Beauty. And I was, I had the accountability of the program and I had you know, support of the program. So it was kind of nice to push my comfort zones. And I did, I launched confidence equals beauty last year and then comes nationals last September. I went and enjoyed my time. I did the best I could. And I ended up winning the title, Mrs. USA prime division three, uh, 2022, which meant I won out of my age group out of, it was 30 plus. So I became a national title holder. And so this last year, as a national title holder, I really focused on giving back to the community and I volunteered in many organizations. I also wanted to continue Confidence Equals Beauty, but I wanted to take it to the next level of, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but too scared. Well, hence this helped my journey. And hence, this is how Confidence Equals Beauty really came to place was I had the accountability and self-care journey of the pageant I was in. And so the continued, the focus was to better care of myself, but also reach women to help them overcome their own, maybe mental health stigmas or their own stigmas that had been placed on their lives that were wearing them down. And so I also worked on leading the next level state Queens that were coming to, for their time to compete, to win their Mrs. USA or Ms. USA, whatever division they were in. And so this past September, I went and I competed for what was the next level of the pageant, which was Ms. or Mrs. Prime 2023. And so I ended up placing first runner up, but in all honesty, I am so proud that I showed up and I came to a place within myself where I truly know I have confidence in who I am 
And I don't think I would have really be where I am right now had it not been for this journey. And the journey has its ups and downs, but overall, I am just very proud, you know, that I took this big step. I worked on self-care. I'm still working on self-care, making it a priority. And I still want to love on women. I still want to try to help women through my personal experience, maybe try to help them overcome their own things. And I, and I say women, yeah, this could be to all, all people, you know, but that's kind of been my focus has been women. So yeah, that's been my journey and I am kind of ready for the next one. I'm ready to kind of start some, a new bucket list and maybe some new dreams and goals. So I feel when you make a decision and commit to something that is special to you, you can really go through an amazing journey of self-discovery. You can push yourself past your comfort zones. So I kind of want to change gears after my update. And I kind of want to discuss comparison and ways to stop comparing yourself to others. And we do this all the time. We look to another person and see what is going on in their lives. And we compare ourselves to them. We end up judging ourselves or judging others based on what we are observing. And if you're anything like me, you will compare your progress to someone else's progress and pretty much immediately disqualify all your progress that you have made. And just in all honesty, when you go on that path of comparing, I feel like it just robs you of your joy. You know, comparison often leads to an increase in anxiety and depression symptoms. Once again, in all honesty, who has the time to deal with high anxiety and depression symptoms every day, all day? And I understand it's super easy to get into the habit of comparing yourself with others when all you see is what is posted pretty much on social media. Um, I think that's a huge part of our life. We've mentioned it multiple times in multiple episodes, but I mean, that has become our everyday life. Everyday activities is going on some form of social media platform and just scrolling through. And as you're scrolling, are you thinking you wish you had her looks, maybe her healthy lifestyle, her well-behaved children, the career you wished you had, and the finances that seem like that will never happen in your life? I mean, trust me, when I say every day, I mean, it's something I have to do. I have to stop myself because if I don't, I will allow myself to envy her life and stop looking at what I have in my life. And let me just let you in on a secret you probably already know, but just in case you need to be reminded again, no one is perfect. No one has it all put together or figured out. Every single person that you come in contact with have their holdups and struggles. The difference is that people who appear to have it all figured out don't usually post their struggles or holdups publicly. And if you think about it, I bet you don't put all your negative things that are happening to you out there either. And social media, I don't think would function as a place for influencers or just, I don't think it would function and be what it is if people posted all negative things. And it's kind of like the saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. When we are comparing ourselves to someone else's highlights, good moments, we are kind of believing in a false sense of who that person is. And think about it. Are you posting yourself in true form? 
Probably not. I mean, we have filters that help us make us look like the better version we want ourselves. So maybe we don't see as many wrinkles anymore or the discoloration of our skin that's aging because the photo has a nice, beautiful filter. I mean, I'm not posting a picture of my family when my youngest is kicking, screaming, and I look like the crocodile hunter trying to wrestle her, you know, wrestle match her to actually hold still for a picture. Nope. We are moving on. I'm going to post whatever picture did work out. If that means one kid, two kids, just me, me and my husband, I mean, I'm not putting a poster, I'm sorry, a picture trying to say, hey, yeah, look at my family when I'm wrestling matching a toddler. No, not happening. I don't think you're doing it either. And can you identify when you start comparing yourself to others? Has it been something you've struggled with? You know, I really want to remind you today that you are an amazing person. And you have been given unique skills that are just special to you. So how do we stop comparing ourselves? How to stop comparing yourself to others? First and foremost, I want you to remember comparison steals all joy. So let's go and think about this. You finished a project. You've been working so hard on it for a while. You finally get to it done. You experience excitement and the moment of being proud of yourself for getting the project done. You know, this is one of those things where you cannot wait to tell your mom, your best friend, on how much you feel better, happy that the project is finished. But right before you do so, you focus on someone else who either had the same project or you just scroll on social media to see who who is doing what and what they're doing. And then you start immediately. You see their project looks different. Maybe it was better than yours. You see your friend posting her perfect living room that looks like restoration hardware advertisement or Southern Living advertisement. And you immediately go into a slump and start thinking that you are not any better than before you began that project. You see, comparison just robbed you of your joy. And I'll use an example of me in my pageant last week. It was almost every day comparison. You show up, someone else showed up. And you really had to, I mean, I really had to focus on me and my progress and what I was doing. Because it's so easy to look to the left and right, you know, and I'm like, dang, she showed up prettier than me. Or dang, she's got a better speech than me. Or wow, look at her. I mean, you really have to stop doing that because in those moments I would be like, well, why did I even try? Well, no, no, no. That just stole my joy of working hard for what I did. I believe that you should have the right to be proud of what you accomplished. And you have the right to tell everyone how happy and proud you are of what you did. So I'm going to encourage you to remember comparison robs you of joy. And when you do something you are proud of, don't look to the left or right of you. Look straight ahead. Focus on you. Focus on what you've done to help avoid comparison. The second thing is I want you to work on is compare yourself today to yourself yesterday. So I believe the best way to stop comparing yourself to others is to compare yourself to your past self. The moment you remove anyone else to compare yourself to, you're only left with you. So how cool would it be 
you finished your project and you compared your success to the before you. Think about it. You did not even have the project completed yesterday as today you do. That kind of comparison helps you see the progress that you made today versus yesterday. And if you're going to compare yourself, well then compare yourself to a better version of yourself than who you were before. I mean, you can only make yourself better. You can only improve. So why not look to your past self and see, okay, what did I not do so great? Okay, what did I do great this time? You see how much progress you've made and how you deserve to be proud of your hard work? So that's what I'm going to encourage you. Compare yourself today to yourself yesterday and do it the next day and do it the next day and the next day. Instead of looking to the right or left of you, look to yourself, look at your past self. Did you improve? Did you become a better version of yourself? Did you achieve the goal? Are you working towards the goal? Either way, if you're going to compare, compare yourself to your past self. Next, number three, raise your awareness. So I mentioned earlier that I have to stop myself daily to not compare myself to anyone else. Many times we don't even realize we're doing it. We see another person and we may like what she's wearing, but we think I could never pull that dress off. Bam, you just compared yourself to someone else. Now there's nothing wrong with acknowledging something you like in a person. I find myself thinking and seeing people that are so beautiful. I like their style. I like how maybe they do something in their parenting and I'm like, man, that worked. I like that. So I think it's okay to see and acknowledging something you like in another person. I've just been working really hard for a long time on raising my awareness. So when I do go into the comparison where I compliment what I like, I do not think I'm less than what I like. And this is when raising your awareness can be helpful as you practice this awareness. It does become easier to what you like about someone else, but not compare yourself and go into that slump. Number four, state out loud your strengths. When you focus on your strengths, you start to see how amazing you are. I encourage you to say them out loud because there is something powerful about stating out loud and hearing you say your strengths. When you're too busy focusing on your strengths, you don't have time to focus on someone else's. I think it's simple. And so an example would be, you would tell yourself all the good things. I have, you know, a great family. Yes, I am 40 years old, but I am rocking this body. You know, you can say something like, I have beautiful hair. I mean, you can just say anything, but say it out loud so you can hear it. Because like I said, it's time to look for yourself. Look for your own strengths. Say them out loud so you can hear it. Number five, stay in your lane. So I have a friend of mine, Kristen, and this is something that she says, and I love this statement. Stay in your lane. So when you're driving down the road and you stay in your lane, what happens? No one gets in a wreck. But the moment you swerve into the other lane without using your blinker or looking in your blind spots and there's another car, then yeah, disaster can happen. Same with yourself. If you stay in your lane, you can focus on yourself and keep yourself in a good mental place. The moment you start wandering over into someone else's lane, 
This is when increase of anxiety, depression, not feeling good enough, all of this can happen. She may be working on running a marathon where you are working on staying organized. There's no reason to compare yourself to her. You're doing your own thing. She's doing her own thing. These are completely different lanes and both of you can be successful in your lane. Even if you and someone else are working on the same thing, the outcome will be different because you and the other person are completely different. Your lane may look one way and her lane looks different. You can't be what she is and she can't be what you are. So stay in your lane and focus on you. Number six, express gratitude for everything you do. I have heard it said to me my entire life that we need to be thankful for everything that life gives us because someone else may not have what we have. And the point is that every woman who is tired of her career, another woman wishes she has that career. For every mother who complains about her children, another woman is praying for children. I remember mom's famous words at dinners. There are starving people all over the world who would love to eat what you are complaining about. You get the point. Look at every aspect of your life and practice gratitude. And this can help you focus on yourself and your qualities. There are many ways to practice gratitude by telling yourself out loud. You can journal things that you are grateful for in your life. You can practice gratitude silently by just looking around and seeing the good around you. When you have gratitude for yourself and the things in your life, it becomes a habit to not look at others and to compare yourself because you are looking, once again, you're looking for the good in your life. You are thankful. You're showing gratitude for what life has given you. Number seven, love and accept yourself. I will probably forever bring this concept into everything I try to do or help other women. Everything starts with loving yourself. And when you love you, you appreciate you. You view yourself as worthy. You have healthy boundaries. And you do not let anyone treat you less than what you view that you deserve. And I almost honestly did not understand this until maybe my 30s after my divorce. And for years, I could not understand why so-and-so could make me feel love or happy. I wonder why this didn't make me happier, why this didn't make me satisfied, you know, you name it. The reality is I did not love myself or accept myself. So I didn't have those healthy boundaries. I allowed myself to be verbally and mentally mistreated. I compared myself to everyone and ev anyone because I could not allow myself to see what my life gave me. And through working on self-care and working on this journey, I can say that, yeah, it's an amazing experience when you can love yourself. I do love myself. I am better at accepting myself every day. It's not perfect, but every day I'm working on it. So this is what I'm going to strongly encourage you. Love and accept yourself. So moving on to number eight, give yourself a break from social media. The idea of FOMO Fear of missing out is a real problem with many of us. We don't want to miss out on what someone else is doing or what content they're putting out. We scroll through our phones, taking up spare time just because we may be bored or just trying to fill an empty space. 
I had a conversation with a friend the other day. What did we do before social media? How do we entertain ourselves before, you know, we had these quote unquote boring moments? We came up with so many ideas like crafts. I remember practicing piano, guitar, singing, heck, folding laundry, reading, and there was so much more we came up with. I wonder how much better you would feel if you took a break from social media from time to time. Last month, I challenged myself to only post content to get my podcast and blog, you know, out to see if people would get momentum and look at it. I did challenge myself not to scroll or look at anyone else's content. You know what I discovered? I did not miss out on anything major. The friends who wanted to catch up with me on their lives, they did call and text me. The family who I wanted to talk to and the family who wanted to talk to me, they called. We talked. And I really felt like a dark cloud was lifted off of me. So I encourage you to do the same. Take a break. Number nine, you do not have to stay in a scarcity mindset. I have no clue why this is taught, but I feel like women are taught that there is not enough to go around and we have to compete to have the little bit that's there. We see this in preteen, teenage years, you know, that mean girl mentality happens. It seems like the only a select few can be the popular girls and everyone else has to, you know, left socially to so- suffer. And this somehow gets carried into to adulthood in its own way. Honestly, this is so far from the truth. Have you ever thought about how big this world is? There is a lot of space for each of us to take up and shine in our own way. I want to encourage you to change your mindset to an abundance mindset. Why can't you and her do the same thing with a great outcome? Do you know how great these outcomes can be? I said it before. You are not her and she is not you. You are not the same person and you two will have completely different outcomes because of the unique qualities that you have. Everything will look completely different. Achievements do not have to be only you or only me. I heard a saying years ago, and I cannot remember the full life of me who said it, but it's been a go-to for, for many many times where I'm in a negative space of comparison. There is enough space in this world for everyone to shine. It may be your time now, or it may be someone else's time, but everyone can shine at some point. And I just think that's so beautiful. There is so much space for everybody to shine. It doesn't have to be, you can only shine at this time or I can only shine. No, we can both shine. We can both achieve things together. Number 10, remember you are so special. Comparison happens to the best of us, but it doesn't have to bring us down. You are so unique in your way. Please do not allow comparison to rob you of your joy for the success that you have already done. Look back and appreciate how far you've come. Your unique qualities are so special to you. And you are the only one that has them. If you must compare, then compare yourself to your past self. 
If you do find yourself looking to another person's life, instead of becoming envious or down on yourself, perhaps rejoice in their progress because that person may have gone through hell and back to be where you are. So I really hope in closing that these tips really help you out. I do believe that you are so special and you have really nothing to compare your life to, to another person's. Stay in your lane. Let them stay in yours. Shine bright. Let another person shine bright too. And if you like this episode and find it helpful, please send it to someone who may also find this episode helpful. I re- it really takes all of us to spread the news of this podcast and share to help grow this community, to help others and discover their confidence. And in the end, thank you. Thank you for spending your time with me. And I do believe that confidence equals beauty. If you're looking for more information to read on building confidence or just any life situations, please visit www.confidenceequalsbeauty.com. If you have any questions on any topic you want me to cover, please email me at amandarobinsontaylor at gmail.com. If you would please help me get this podcast to more people who could use the community and support, please like, follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. Also, please rate this podcast, preferably a good rating, so this podcast can reach more and more people. I want to thank you for spending your time with me, and remember, confidence equals beauty.